My name's Dave Aston. I'm a small part of this world. I'm a guy. And this is my podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Small Guy Podcast. Uh, this one's a little different. Uh, I haven't seen you, John, my guest this week. I have not seen you in how many months you've been to Texas, how many other places? Well, uh, it's probably been about a year since we officially like shook hands and said hello to each other. Oh, it's been a long, it's been longer than that. Yeah. My God, it's been a very long time. When did the clampdown start? Um, In March, I think. March, April, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, feels like um, a lifetime ago. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's uh, it's a total blur. Um, I, I, <laughs> you know it, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so when um, when the um, cl- uh, lockdown, and I hate that word lockdown because it, you know a lockdown to me is what happens when prisoners riot in a prison they lock it down i'm not a prisoner <laughs> yeah no it has a bad connotation it, you it, are absolutely it does, right about it that. Does. but what disturbs me is the ease at which people use words like that and i'm gonna and that's just something oh, i want to talk about too. so many others uh, dude there's something i want oh. you know i want to talk about uh the the currency of language um but you before mean the I fact that, that it's bankrupt bankrupt <laughs> Dude, they're, they're borrowing on it's borrowing on its own future um uh, yeah it's not even a rob peter to pay paul situation neither no, peter sir. nor paul have any money so you can't borrow from either <laughs> unless you borrow from china um <laughs> like, like the government <laughs> you know uh well you know what let's <laughs> get into let's, it man go yeah let's let's talk about the currency of of language now um I think we're we're pretty much on the same page in in, in our political beliefs. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, I'm I'm a little flexible with certain other things, but you know. Yeah. So so am I, bro. And and, and I'll and I'll explain the change. Um, although I will never go to the dark side. Um, <laughs> you, you know what? This wait, wait me. that party exists. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, on of, it's actually on a can of Jeez. cider that I have sitting in my refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Made in Texas, baby. <laughs> there we go. Um, well, you know, let's just uh, look at the last few months or last six months. Um, and, and really the last couple months leading up to the election and after the, really after the election is somewhat a, a toxic morass. Uh, of language um the word that disturbs me most of all is a nazi sympathizer uh because oh. of yeah yes, it, yes. Well, they didn't directly they, they have watered the down they have watered down that word nazi that drives me out of my anything mind anything that just disagrees with their their personal mental flow it's not even a political thing it's 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 whatever is mentally flowing through their mind you oppose it you're a nazi Mm -hmm. and and, uh, did you see schwarzenegger's thing 
No, I didn't watch oh, him. He, my he's, a, God. he's a rhino. I don't like I don't like rhinos. He boiled my blood. He's like, I came from Austria and my father was part of the party and, and this and this and this. And I'm like, dude, shut up. You don't have one clue what it was like to be in the Holocaust, to be a survivor. You don't have a clue. Most of us, thank God, the vast majority of us don't have a clue. So don't give me this thing about you understand how, you know, things fell apart. You came from a broken country. Stop it. You're using it for political cannon fodder. And the least you can do is be a grown man, put on a pair of brass man parts and admit it. He, he unnerved me with that. We froze. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm still we here. froze up there for a second. Nah, it's all right. Nah, it's right. it's part of the internet. Yeah, we're probably talking well, my, about things my that, that Comcast don't agree with, and <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, bro. But yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, accusing me of being a Nazi sympathizer, I'm like, bro. I said I don't have the last name I have for decoration. You know, um, although I, I, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not, I don't practice Judaism, but, um, you know, my father was born a Jew and, and when he passed away, I, I really kind of started exploring that part of my heritage and, um, to be called a Nazi, it, it, right. it, it's just unfathomable. You know, I was having right. a discussion with a buddy of mine over in Ireland the other day um, about how long does it take history to repeat itself? How many generations? Two generations. And I think we came up with like the number three or five or something. He said, now yeah, generations. Right. Today are, huh? So that sounds about right. Three to yeah. five. Three max. to five. Yeah. Um, so let's just think about. How long does a generation last? Uh, 20 years, 25, 30, maybe. Let's let's do the math. Let's right. do the math, bro. The exact math. And, We're and, right on target. And, and I'm I'm seeing it. Uh, you know, fortunately, I had history teachers in high school back in in you know late 70s, early 80s, that actually taught history. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, instead, and, instead of anti-racism and your rank, your privilege, Did you hear about that crap in California, rank no. your privilege. It's actually part of certain school districts uh, curriculum. The students in the classroom are required to rank themselves based on their race and their privilege. You know how infuriating and insulting that is. That is. And I they thought... call it anti-racist anti-racist figure that out no you know what it would, be, it would be anti-racist if we were living on bizarro world with, with bizarro superman you, you know <laughs> um right. I, I, you know identity politics gender politics and i know this is probably going to ruffle some uh pc feathers um you know i don't care what you do behind you know in, in the prize Close doors yeah you know what but don't don't throw your agenda down my throat i'm not going to accept that um you know um but the, the big thing it's race and identity politics and, and and gender politics well since when did that make somebody qualified to do anything 
I don't understand that. So, um, see, cr- growing up from in the '90s, I have a slightly different perspective. We were actually, it, it's a bit of an indoctrination. I'll give it to you, yeah. but we were taught to essentially um, multicolor the slate. Everybody is a human being. Mm-hmm. Skin color does not dictate who you are, what you can do. You know, the place where you were born. It, 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 you know, because this is America and all of that is changing and it improves and it gets better. It's not fluid. It's not undefinable. And you don't toss your heritage away. As a matter of fact, the exact opposite. You enhance it. You infuse it in the American culture. Now we're going backwards, it seems, mm-hmm. where race has to matter, where it has to be the genesis of who you are to the extent I even heard. Um, this I don't know if you heard this as well. There's there's some doctor out of some university that Nick Cannon has been. You remember Nick Cannon, the, mm-hmm. the TV star from Nickelodeon from years back. This guy has got a podcast and he's spewing out this eugenics nonsense of how Whoa. the melanin in African American or black people in general, people of color as they now call it, uh, is somehow inherently makes them superior they've got this soul thing and it's rooted in their skin color and i'm like pause button the nazis said this 90 years ago and that was bad but this is good and and you know what you mentioned eugenics what was her name margaret sanger margaret Um, sanger planned parenthood yeah hitler sent her a fan letter and um you know it's curious uh, that how many how many black babies have been um, aborted since uh, Roe v. Wade? Uh, oh, Candace Owens once listed out the number, and I I'm like it's in the millions. Million, it's it's millions. in the dozen millions. Yeah, it's and, high. and and you know that, but then in the same breath you see, uh, you know, advertisements who are fighting for your future. I'm like, really? By aborting them? Again, I know this is not going to be popular. <laughs> um, you think you think I care? This is why I love broadcasting this on Montgo Radio. By the mm-hmm. way, thanks for those of you who are listening live to the show. Thank you so much. Um, and if you can't catch it live, subscribe to my podcast, uh, DaveAstonMedia.com slash SmallGuyPod. Uh, because th- this is the kind of open forum we need. This is why you and I are on Montgo Radio, by mm-hmm. the way. Yep. Uh, you're you're still doing time bomb radio. Yes, right? sir. You know, fantastic. It, it, two years now, bro, because I just had a, a thing wow. that came up on my Facebook timeline when I um, when first I started first started school at Monco two years ago. No, wow. no, no. I take that. That's got to be three now. Three years. Three. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought I'm so. like, okay. No wonder I didn't do so well in, in, in uh, discreet math last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, scientists are allowed to make random adjustments once in a while. I yeah, figure, why yeah. not the average person? Yeah, it's um, and it's been quite a ride, man. You know, I I love doing it. I'm actually developing. I have the germ or genesis or whatever you want to call it. Let's say a germ. I don't like to use the word genesis for various reasons. Um, I'm developing two new shows. Um. So this is a first. This is an exclusive here. Two is going to be an hour in length. And um, one is going to be totally new wave 80s 
right? I don't know what I'm oh. going to call yet. Oh, no. sign me up. Yeah. And then sign he, me up. And then the other Bring one. Bring me back to my childhood. Wow. Oh, yeah. And, and the other one was something that I got when I was listening to um, to the radio uh, on the road. And it's going to be called the Savoy Ballroom Radio Hour. Broadcasting from high atop the towers of Monco Radio, located on the beautiful <laughs> campus of Montgomery County Community College. All 40s, like dance music wow. from the 40s yeah, and, and the late 30s. Wow. You know, so mm. wanna, I want to reach out to, you know, more diverse more people so, yeah. yeah so uh, you know yeah, i already spoke, I already spoke to matt about it diversity. when the hell did that become a bad word jeez what? diversity uh, uh i don't know man i don't know most of you listening welcome to the redneck conservative hour <laughs> <laughs> well not quite man. almost almost <laughs> Although you, you you probably would call me a redneck because I spent the I've been last, called a redneck. I spent to my this face last, this past semester in in Texas. Oh, yeah, wow. everything went. How everything was that, went, by the way? Oh I mean, I God, saw dude. pictures. I saw some posts from Facebook, which I am now no longer on. I I look at my updates, but don't follow me on Facebook. You won't see anything. Yeah, uh, I hear when you. Parlor comes back up, I'll be back on there. Uh, but for right now, I am social media dark. Well, you know what? You're not missing anything because yeah, I, I just love, I love watching the drama that people develop around themselves and try to externalize. I'm like, you know what? I don't have mental energy to invest in this nonsense. Not my anymore, mental energy no. is totally devoted to m my goal of graduating and graduating well. There you go. Um, but um, that's happening this year or next year, next year, next and year, hopefully nice. shortly after that, if I get the, the scholarship, I'm going to be applying for the Fulbright scholarship, which um, is a thing that the State Department runs. Um, I'll be in Finland for two years getting my master's. Wow. Yeah. Very so, cool. Yep. Very and, cool. Um, I'm sorry. I lost my place here. What was I going to say now? We were talking about the. Uh, <laughs> I have a tendency to do that. Just yeah, throw you off oh, Texas. So Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Um, that's what happens when you when you get into this age bracket. And I'm not going to tell people. Um, <laughs> what happened? Um, happens in lower age brackets. Yeah, true. I um, <laughs> well, I finished the summer. Wait, wait, no, I'm trying to. What semester am I in now? Spring. It's coming up. Um, I finished the summer semester and I had like a three week interlude uh, in between. So I said, you know, what? I haven't seen a friend of my, uh, a Navy buddy of mine who lived out in Omaha for like years since the reunion. Actually, we had um, back in. Oh, let me see if it was 86 and it was 25 years. It'd be 2011. Yeah. So, um, wow. yeah, so I said, you know what? Screw this, man. Gassed up the car, got everything sorted, oil change, tires, bump, 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 bump. Went out to Omaha. <laughs> Loved it, man. It was great. It was, it was a little rough driving, you know, because I hadn't done anything like that in, in a very long time. But um, I, got, I got out to Omaha, and I was staying, staying with my friend for a few days. And then... Um, I went down to Texas. So my friend, um, my friend Brett lives down. Well, now he lives up in way North Texas, like on the Oklahoma border. Mm -hmm. 
kind of, but he was living in, in Dallas. And for two weeks, I was living in Dallas. And wow. dude, let me tell you, nine o'clock at night, I'm still sunbathing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, it's like 90 man. something degrees at nine o'clock at night, too. So. Oh. But um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was fun. You know, I hadn't seen him in, in, in 10 years either. Um, wow. So, you know, I got I got to see him. And uh, then um, I came back uh, because I, I had to get some dental work done and we we're going to start a new semester. And um, they said everything's going online uh, except for one. One was a hybrid and the professor didn't care if I was in person or online. So I said, you know what? You Turn that out. car and point it west, and, and I went back down to Texas, mm. <laughs> and I and I mm. came back in the, like a week and a half before Christmas, um, and oh, well, I actually stopped in Richmond on the way back um, to visit another Navy buddy of mine I normally see on Thanksgiving, stay with him for a couple of days, came home, um, did Christmas with my, with my niece and my and my nephew and his wife. And then to find out two days later, I, I, I started getting the, uh, you know, the symptoms. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you went, had to quarantine. Yeah, I had to quarantine. And, wow. Um, but I was like six days into symptoms before I went and got tested. Uh, and I got tested at the VA. And right. um, they came back, uh, not this past Friday, but last Friday I got tested. So the following Monday um they say yeah you're positive i say yeah but i've been quarantining since like the 27th of uh december, december. so she says well you should be good you know this coming wednesday which was last wednesday um wow. and, and you know what it, it definitely changed my perspective on things um as much as i don't mm -hmm. like the mask um I, I i think it's just a common sense measure um i still oh, absolutely I, yeah, I still can't see with, with, with you know, when I, my glasses fog up. Um, so I'm waiting for I'm waiting for somebody to lead me around like I'm a blind man. <laughs> uh, at least to be wearing the mask, um, you know, when I go into stores. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's weird because I, I was in places in Texas that even as a as a former anti-masker, um, I was at a I was at a flea market out in Canton, Texas, which is on a, on the way to Shreveport. So you're going east, going out in East Texas, it's not a huge distance from from DFW. It's about sixty something miles. It's just a day trip, right? right. And it, it's like twenty thousand plus people there at one time, and I'd say nineteen thousand of them weren't wearing masks. That's not surprising. Um, That's not surprising. You know, even at, at, at that point in time when, you know, not doing the, the mask thing, um, that freaked me out. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Mm, I'm going to I'm just going to exercise common sense. I'm not going to play the odds. I wear a mask. So I wore a mask. I mean, I came into contact with people who eventually tested positive and ah. never got sick. Until I came home. Wow. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But, of course. you know, I, I just, um, it was just mainly a general malaise, um, just laying in bed, like had no energy. Um, oh, I know anything, that feeling. Couldn't smell anything. 
Um, oh. Still, my smell is still a little off. Taste is definitely back. Um, and other than that, man, you know, sometimes I get a little tired. I, I don't know. I don't. I was. I wasn't able to take a deep breath without coughing until sun, this past Sunday. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, that was that was a little concerning. Uh, but other than that, man, I don't know what preserved me. <laughs> Listen, I've been preserved through a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Outside exactly. of alcohol, master above. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. He has preserved me. Um, I, I, I can point back to uh, instances when I was a child where he preserved me. Um, yep. uh, working on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier. He preserved me. Every uh, single day you got on the deck. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's another thing that I learned. Um, one thing I learned, and, and, I was just, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, uh, you know, because of what's happening in, in our country, um, it's keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> that yeah. was the thing that they okay. told us in the Navy. Because, you know, when you're on a flight deck, you're surrounded by machinery that can – slice and slice half and you yeah every second of the day and yep. um you know <laughs> i i, I kind of carried that forth in, into my civilian life more so in the last few years um and yeah i just got you know you just got to keep your you got to keep your wits about you always and this is probably something extending from my ptsd always have an escape plan I do have no, my. Escape that's plan. not a bad idea. I have that's not my a bad idea, plan, bro. I am not going to be on the voyage of the damned. Look, I, I, I'll tell you from my end. Um, I, oof, how much personal family information do I want to reveal? Uh, I will not give names, but uh, I live with two people. Uh, one of whom isn't anti-gun, but he will even when the situation gets that kind of fever pitch, he'll never pick one up and fire it. Mm -hmm. his life could be on the line he'll never pick up a firearm and then i've got a mother who's still to this day an nra card carrying gun toting shut up don't don't ask me questions i won't tell you lies i have a piece i know where it's at you will never find out because if i need if you need to find out you're going out in a body bag that's the kind of person mm. this is the kind of people i live with and this whole bs especially after um after January 6th, I was like, forget it. And the moment, and I'm telling you, this is somebody who's been on the fence, hemming and hawing, owning mm -hmm. a gun, not owning a gun. Uh, no, I'm firmly on the 2A side now. Don't stop me. Get out of my way. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, because it, it, now, now what have we got? We've got 20, we got 2008, 2010, actually, all over again. We got the Democrats in charge from top to bottom mm -hmm. and now we've got this fake fakely generated i don't want to say it's a fake race war because we don't know if it's going to end up in a war yet but we've got a fakely generated race war on our hands shit could fall apart in a nanosecond oh yeah i and, and i that's that's why um that's why i got my my escape plan um but uh you know i again this kind of what i'm going to say now it kind of ties back to um what we were talking about earlier the cheapening uh of the currency of a certain language word, not yeah. nazi um well 
you know that that's like the dog whistle uh to uh make people feel bad about themselves you know and it's and it's been blowing like a steam a steam whistle uh from from the democratic party um and this is the most i've talked about politics in in, in months um and yeah, I but this, this, the whole but this 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 prodding I'm going to use an old, very old expression. They've been poking the bear. They've been poking the bear. They've been poking the bear, and they've been doing it for years after years after years after years. It's politics, politics, politics. And anybody out there who's a who's even a moderate conservative, you take 50% of your life and you divert it away from politics specifically because you know it can be all-consuming. Mm-hmm. And now the gloves are off. Yeah, the nice guy, the nice guy, Republican, the nice guy, conservative, the nice guy, alt right. It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It ain't and it ain't coming back. Because what, is, what has the nice lifetime. guy gotten us? What has not the nice lifetime. guy routine gotten us? It's got nothing. Yep, we're we're down for the count. This is we're at the on the verge of a TKO. Mm. Politically, we're on the verge of a TKO and that can't happen. We know what a single-party state is like. History has shown it time and time again. You want to talk yep. about Nazis, single-party state. Uh, who, uh, communist who Russia, single-party state. Who Come also on. took away their guns. Took away the guns. And most of their freedoms. Yep. Oh. Hello. So, and, and now, you know, now that we're, we're talking about, you know, Nazis, Russia, uh, let's look at uh, – other examples where socialism and communism failed. Cambodia. There's, a, there's mountains of Cambodian skulls that testify to the failure and the evil of, of, of socialism. And, and, you know, the killing fields. I would su- strongly suggest people rent the killing fields or get it. Although it's a little, it, it's more of a personalized story, but it does show some sequences that are very chilling. Um, there's also um, the uh, there's documentaries about the uh, the the uh, Cambodian prisons. Um, very shocking. Uh, fast forward um, back into what was we, you, you had the Cambodia Rwanda. How many people oh. died in a day, bro? In a day, like eighty thousand or eight hundred thousand. That was a nightmare to watch from afar I know. as a teenager. I know. Ooh, and, that was and, a nightmare. And, and and then, you know, Somalia. Um, I, well, maybe it's not fair to say Somalia because I'm not I won't I won't I'm not sure about the political landscape that shapes Somalia. But um you know, and Venezuela failed. People eating zoo animals, people crossing into and this this comes from a family that I was staying with for a little while down in Texas, um, they and they're from Colombia. They say, yeah, people from Venezuela were crossing into Colombia to buy toilet paper. What? Toilet paper. Yeah. What? Yep. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yep. It's, it's see, right- just when you think the simple narrative is all nice and cozy and the sort of pie in the sky utopic version of uh, of socialism can happen, there is an answer for you right there. Exactly. Ooh. And, and you know, I already saw that the gas prices going up. Um, so, uh, yeah, don't get me started about that. Yeah. There, there's 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 talk in Washington about stopping domestic drilling altogether. Oh, really? Wonderful. Yep. Yep. That's 
Yeah, that, that's that's how you create energy independence, by the way. You go for the new technologies that aren't even solidified that actually cause as much environmental damage as drilling or for crude, and you take it offshore so that some other country gets the money. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about screwing us at both ends? Thanks. And, and you know what? I, I, I get a, I get a, a great laugh at, um, you know, the, these... Um, pie in the sky things electric cars all right that's great uh but let's let's until you realize that the power generation for the electric car is crude yeah (laughs) and and, and you know what hello if they wanted to get that if they wanted to make that viable um they should be they should do with nuclear power but you know you know they won't ever since three mile island yeah, this nah, nobody wants so to touch it. On, uh, on nuclear power. Um, yeah. And then the Fukushima thing in Japan 10 Fukushima, years ago. Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's gotten a it's gotten a black eye. Um, yeah. Maybe rightfully so. I don't know. But if you want to achieve this uh, pie in the sky thing with electric vehicles, that's the only way yeah. I think it's going to happen unless you dock the landscape with windmills and that's not going to happen because you know what those but, blades break down bro it, and they're not biodegradable exactly and and you need crude refined diesel in order to to lubricate the engines yep. the turbine engines which is something that no left-wing environmentalist take pays attention to mm-hmm. you know I, I mean and news flashed all you leftists out there those of us on the other side of the aisle aren't anti-environmentalism we just are looking at the baby steps to get us there. You know, hello, mm-hmm. we don't want to see our own planet destroyed. We're trying to preserve it both politically, socially, and environmentally. But you can't just that, that, that green new deal crap. You can't just cut us off at the knees and expect us to walk again. It doesn't happen that way. Exactly. And, and, and you know what? Uh, they don't think about how these batteries are made. And when the when the batteries are not viable anymore, they got to be buried just like nuclear waste. I, I I just I just don't get it, dude. I I I I don't get it. I, you know, I used to lament the fact that I, I wasn't blessed with a family and kids. Um, not so much anymore. You know, uh, because and, I, and I, I've I'd developed very- the opposite opinion. I need to get on that track. Because- I would like to. No, I hear I hear you. I understand where you're coming from, John. I do. I get it um, because the, the 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 shit is scary. It, it mm-hmm. is scary as hell. And there is no way that we could see an easy way out. I don't think there is an easy way out, you know, on God's no. honest truth. But everybody looks at like the simplistic picture again. We've got scarce resources, finite resources. So we need to manage our population. That's bullshit. The ab- the absolute opposite needs to happen. We need to bring more people into the world so that more and better ideas show up so we know mm-hmm. how to deal with what we've got. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Call yeah, me crazy. I, 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 I agree. I agree. Um, but uh, the, the generations that are being um, uh, born now, <sighs> I, I don't know, man. I'm... Um, I'm very, very have, concerned. And, and to have no school choice 
indoctrination from the school systems that do exist, like all of this is just, it's adding up to a bad recipe for the future. Nobody yeah. gets to choose really hardly anything anymore. Cause by the mm -hmm. time these little kids that are being told rank your privilege based on your skin color or your whatever, come on, man. I thought we got rid of that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. It just, it, it, when, it, it kind of reminds me of a scene in the killing fields um, where um, one of the characters, Dith Pran, um, <clears throat> he was a, uh, a cameraman for um, the uh, New York Times reporter. And, um, in, and he was in the camp and he, they were showing re-education being taught right yeah and you know they had a picture of a family on on a um, what do you call it a, the chalkboard <laughs> duh oh that that ancient technology yes i know <laughs> and, and what they did was they had the, the kids sever their link between the parents and and the children and, and everybody yep. was clapping and i'm like i see that happening now that's exactly. What's Am I happening. an alarmist? No, that's maybe, exactly what's happening. Uh, but yeah, I, I do see it happening. I mean, it's the state is your father. Take a yep. look at what what Soviet Russia did. Take a look at what Nazi Germany did. Take a look at what every single oh. socialist derivative country has ever done. The state is more important than your family. The first thing you do is ditch the family. The state is more important. Yep. Oh, and, and I forgot the, 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 the heavy hitter, China. The Great Leap Forward, 1947. Oh, geez. How many people, millions of people died in that? That was almost as bad as what Stalin did during World War II. Exactly. Ouch. And, and, Ooh. and, and you know, what Mao did, it was like... And you, you look back and you, you think, okay, what was this guy smoking, right? Um, he took farmers out of the fields, put them in operating rooms, and told them to be a doctor. Yeah. And then took the doctors and put them out in the fields. No. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it was it, very extreme. <laughs> but, you know, um, I can almost see that being repeated with the the gender identity um and race politics see yeah yeah and, and the thing that bugs me about that the whole leftist line and i'm this is sort of a news flash i'm in the process of writing an academic paper for mm -hmm. my own purposes not for school um about this very problem of leftist propaganda if you look at each one of their terms you look at white privilege, you look at male patriarchy, you look at all their gender pronouns. Does anybody realize that those are all self-contradictory motifs? Hmm. Take a look at it. You, you got white privilege, right? Yeah. But there's also a male, there's also a, a gender fluidity. Okay. And male patriarchy. How can there be pa male patriarchy? If you're telling me that male is a social construct and is therefore fluid, a fluid concept. It can't happen. If you can't identify male, you see, this is the problem. It throws you for a loop because it makes no sense. If male is this fluid concept, then you can't have male 
uh, what the hell's the word? Um, patriarchy. You can't have a male patriarchy. It can't mm-hmm. happen. Okay. And if your gender is fluid, why can't your race be fluid? There, I've actually seen a few leftist books. I haven't read them in detail, but I've seen a few leftist books that actually say that race is fluid. Yeah, yeah you know what? You, yet, you know what you do with those left? Hello? You, you know what you I do with those something? leftist books? Send them to Venezuela. They need toilet paper. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know the 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 big cry was. Um, uh, follow the science. Follow the science. All right. Well, let's, oh. let's incorporate that into that discussion. Yeah, the so-called there. party of science. The, the, you know, there's, there's just two combinations of, of of chromosomes that determine your 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 gender. That right. So yep. that's correct. The science correct. But, you know, if, you, nope. It there. It's a political narrative to them. Yeah. No, nobody on the left is ever going to admit. Nobody who takes this this gender, especially the gender fluidity crap, so seriously, none of them are ever going to admit that in a biological organism, sex and gender are tied directly together. Mm. We're not chairs, okay? And this isn't French class. Chairs have a gender because of the necessity of the structure of the language. Same thing happens in Hebrew. Same thing happens in Italian. Same thing happens in almost every other language on the planet except English and Latin. Because we have a neutral gender, and even Latin has terms that are masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. But does the chair have a gender? No, because it's not a technically because it's not a biological organism. A biological organism, sex is endemic to the construction. Therefore, gender and sex are effectively one and the same. Two different terms, sure, absolutely, but one is inextricably tied to the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something also they're not going to admit. You sent me um, uh, a song that I I read the lyrics to and I listened to, uh, I'll admit very briefly, um, by Big Country. Not I think not so unprophetically titled, We're Not in Kansas. And yep. you said there was a part of that <clears throat> song that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, well back it was done let me see in the late 80s or early 90s i think um i actually saw i saw big country tour that album <clears throat> excuse me in uh the stone pony in asbury park that was wow. the closest i ever got to them um wow. and then uh, like 10 years before that i saw them in, in in dublin ireland at um a big festival um it's just um it talks about like they saw uh, the yellow brick road uh, you know as well at that time uh, at that period of time in our country japan was um heavily investing in real estate in this country so one of the lines was they sold up they tore up all the yellow bricks and they sold them to japan i saw that. china yeah because yeah. now it's it, it's yes. it's china it's China, it's China now. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, um, you know, again, <laughs> it's tragically comic. We're, we're, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> you know, somebody said to me, I, I, I was actually saying to somebody, I was having a, uh, a conversation with uh, a couple months ago, and I said, I said, dude, I can't believe what, what's happened to my country. And he says, it's not your country anymore. Whoa. And I thought about that, and I'm like, hmm, 
Yeah, we're definitely not in Kansas. Um, wow. It, you know, how did we? How did we get that far from just losing the our identity, our connection to the country that we're in? You know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that's that. Yeah. Losing our connection to God. Yeah. I'll. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll um, give you that one. That's probably the genesis of it. Yeah. You know, substitute. Substitute the state for God. You know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, everything uh, falls apart. I think what was what did they call the party in in Cambodia? Angkor, Ang A N G K O R Angkor uh, is I think they actually call the party God, but don't oh, take God. my word for that. I'm, I'm probably just spitballing here. Um, but yeah, it almost took yeah, on chilling a, if true though. Yeah, jeez. Again, Brr. millions of uh, Cambodian skulls and bones in mountains all over in, in museums uh, or, or um in memorials mm. you can look it up that's that's what socialism gets you um but yeah you know also that song can um we're not in kansas it, it reminds me of my father um and one night I was, I was, um, I used to take him to the bus. To, he had to go, he worked nights in New York City. And um, I used to take him to the bus. And so you didn't have to walk. And um, I had that playing, right? But I had it really loud. <laughs> and I turned it down. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I mean, I, I didn't realize it was so loud. He said, No, 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 no. Turn that back up. I said, I like that. I'm like, Huh? Wow. Dude, my wow, dad, my dad cursed the day the Beatles came to America. <laughs> he liked the country, and, and I'm actually friends uh, on Facebook, friends with the, the bassist. He's not the bassist anymore, but um, with the the bassist of Big Country. And I told him wow. that story, and he got a he got a great kick out of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. Jeez. Yeah. I tell you, my my favorite line from the song. Um, is it, it doesn't, I, it applies, but I see it slightly differently. It's near the beginning of the song. It says, what did you learn at home today? Did you learn to hate in the proper way? Did your liberated parents patronize your friends? Mm. Cause they had enough money. Cause they had the right skin. Mm. It's, I guess home still applies to a certain group of people, but then you got to insert school in there as well now. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. So yeah. sad. God. You know, um, it's, again, another thing. Another thing that the, the currency is, it's, um, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I I'm, it, it, it's heartbreaking. It, it really is. It's, it it's is. heartbreaking. It is. It's so and, sad. And, and, and you know, um, I'm almost. I almost feel like I have to be a Murano. And you know, you you're probably familiar. Yeah, with I know what that's about. Yeah, yeah. you know, Murano's the, the I have sort to be of a Murano. Yeah, the 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 Spanish who hid themselves away in the aftermath of the 1492 Inquisition in Spain and Portugal. Yep. Uh, I would you encourage history. you. I, I would encourage you, as a fellow Jew and as someone like you, who's trying to, you know, take the baby steps into being um, 
more and more Jewish, whether that's whether you keep that inside your home or you take that out of the world with you. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't, don't hide away. Don't hide oh, away. Hide, no. Don't hide away. There's no reason to hide away. Whether it's whether it's being Jewish or it's your politics, don't hide it away. Because if you hide it away, especially now, mm. we're the losers. Yeah. Whether you know they've already won. Okay, it's over. Fine. But if we hide it away, if we stop bringing it out into the world, they're gonna keep winning and forget it freedom is gone there'll be no opposition there'll be no opposing voices nothing i mean we've already got it coming from big tech we mm-hmm. sure as hell can't afford to have it happen legally no can't i hear you and, and maybe i should clarify um on social media <laughs> i i i don't i don't discuss oh, no. anything people, no, and people that's fine. try to drag me into discussions and i'm like no. Like no, dude, I'm done. Like I'm done with that. Do do you do you have a life outside of your freaking computer keyboard? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm done with that. Some guy so. asked me. He says, "Well, you you, you appreciate," and, and he put in quotes, "law and order." W- where you stand on this? I have I've looked on your page and I haven't seen anything. I said, "I said, listen, man, I've been sick and I'm trying to get ready for school. Is it really important right. that you know how I feel about things?" Never right. answered me. Never answered me. So, Smart. Y- y- you know, I- I've had the same I've had the same type of people drop that same ball. They're like, here, what do you think about this? And I'm like, of what importance is that right now? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that makes the gears grind, dude. You know, right. it's all they're almost like Grandpa Monster with the smoke coming out of your ears. Oh, it's it's worse than that, because you're seeing these people and you're like, OK, and I don't mean to be pejorative, but what's the difference between you going on and on about this thing about politics and that thing about politics? You're like a hamster on a wheel. Mm-hmm. Will you get off for a minute? Like, come on. Life has other things instead of just running in circles about the same shit over and over and over again. Yep, exactly, bro. And you know what? Again, like, and I'll, and I'll reiterate the, I only have a finite amount of mental energy to expend. My budget for mental energy is all into school. I, I don't care about what's going on out there. You know, I keep, like I said, keep my head on a swivel. Yep. But I don't talk just for the sake of talking. Uh, And I think it says in the book of Proverbs, uh, which is the book of wisdom, um, something about and I'll, i wish i had it at, the, at my my command right now i i don't have it handy but you know observing and not talking to be not talking just for the sake no it's in the book of matthew and talks about the pharisees standing on the corner making loud prayers to be seen of men i'm like no don't do that <laughs> you know all i care about yeah. is how how God sees me and 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 that's it. What man thinks, right? You know what? What he thinks, what he does, uh, what he accomplishes isn't going to matter, you know. That's right. When, when Messiah comes. So That's right. Who who cares? Right, that's my father in he- my father in heaven sees what I do. So on the button. You know? On the so, button. It's all it's all about you know me on the inside. 
Mm -hmm. you know, and if it happens to fit the social mold, great. If it doesn't, well, then we may have hit that point where the social mold needs to examine itself. Are, are, are you saying M-O-L-D or M-O-U-L-D? <laughs> um, Is it interchangeable? Pick one. <laughs> I, I, I would say the stuff that grows on bread is oh. what's going on right now. Oh, um, God. It's it, it's so sad, man. Um, it is. And and it's and the see the. I'm I actually love the fact that you brought up that metaphor because it, when we're looking at it now, where we may just be on the verge of a Jonas Salk moment, it's mm. mold. It's on bread. It looks disgusting. Ooh. If we eat as is, we're screwed. We're dead. But what's on the inside? Can we get past this crap? Can we create something better? I like that. You know what? You're gonna like you're gonna like this analogy even more. Um, have you ever heard the expression "bread in circuses"? Of course, of course. I don't know if you can see it in the in the background yes, in the back left hand corner. That. The Hunger Games. Their exact that entire trilogy is built on that Roman esque metaphor. Yep. Um, if people are fed and they're entertained, they will give up everything, including their political allegiance and their freedom. And, and, and they will eat mold. Either. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah, it, especially when you've got a socialist dynamic. By the time it gets down to the little guy, that's all that's left. You know, it just came it came to mind because I was watching Gladiator the other night. Other than I, you know, Gladiator. Oh, great film! That, like great film. Oh my god, I love watch, that! Every time it's on television, I watch it. You know, even if I'm just you know, like halfway through it, I, I I watch it. Um, one of the um, yeah, that that's one of the things that that scene where they're tossing bread into the into the crowd, and um, one of the watchwords I I keep um, I, and I won't mention the guy's name because I don't know if he if he wanted you know his name publicized but i have a friend in ireland um he's a fellow he's a veteran he was with the i no i won't say anything he's a veteran yeah and every time we conclude our conversation we say strength and honor because you know what you got to be strong today and, and you got to carry the honor, no with honor amongst these socialist thieves you know right. so um yeah it's uh <laughs> it, it is a definitely weird time in american history <laughs> uh it, that's it, an it, understatement yeah yeah so um well there was something else i was gonna say now yeah oh escape plan the do you want to talk about that you talk about whatever you want man all right brother well um, I don't know if you know this, but my, my mom w was born in Ireland, right? Yeah, I gathered that. Yeah. So um, by according to Irish law, I'm automatically considered a citizen. So I'm like, I took that a step further. And um, I think before the summer semester or, yeah, I think it was the, or during the summer semester of Villanova, um, I went down to Upper Darby. I think it's in Upper Darby. They have something called the Irish Diaspora Center, and right. they process requests for Irish passports. 
So, wow. I went and got my Irish passport, bro. There's your escape button. That's my escape plan. Wow. So, when if, if I go over there and and and, and the uh the uh feces hits the fan, <laughs> it might. Um, I could stay there legally. Wow. Wow. Now uh, I, I'm I'm going to be talking to my nephew, and, and he's expressed interest in getting um, getting one also, you know. And I'm going to tell him, say, "Well, here's all the documentation. Go, do it, get it done." Um, nice. I I really I really see history repeating itself because, especially now these days, people don't they can't even read, let alone comprehend. Um, history because history to well, them barely is, taught it it's 15 minutes it. ago i i work in retail and i've got a lot of young people who work with me mm -hmm. we're talking kids 25 and younger um who i mean they've they've got it sweet man especially in retail nowadays everybody's bsing about 15 dollars an hour Shut up. You get to sit in a store and punch keys on a keyboard uh, at a cash register and you know, shut up. Shut up. Don't talk to me about $15 an hour. You want to bankrupt the business? Go to minimum wage at $15 an hour countrywide. You'll bankrupt so many businesses. And you're going to lose a ton of jobs. You're going to lose a ton of jobs because the few businesses that will be open will be hiring fewer people because there won't be enough revenue to keep up. Anyway, we could dive into that rat hole later. My point is, as I've had a lot of conversations with these very young i'm gonna call them kids legally they're adults but they're kids to me mm -hmm. they're half my age and i bring up subjects like world war one and world war ii nobody has any idea that previous to world war one there were more monarchies than democracies nobody has any idea mm. that the very antithesis of american freedom was what all the other powers during world war one were fighting against even our allies with the mm. exception of france they were fighting against that stuff they were just trying to stay in power even britain trying to stay you know keep the monarchy in power mm -hmm. nobody knows that nobody knows about the tet offensive in vietnam nobody knows about the gulf war in 91 that i lived which, through as a young teenager which they is don't know 30 years what. old it, it was 30 years old a couple of days ago i know mm-hmm we're coming up on the on the 30th anniversary of its ending. Nobody knows that the thing was barely 100 days long. 100 like, hours, I think. Something like that. You yeah. may be right. I mean, it was very, very, very short. Yep. I mean, the, the, the setup operation was longer than the actual war. It was crazy. But oh. these kids don't know any of it. No. Nope. You know? They only They're, know... They only know what the... Uh... What 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 was that line in um the sound of silence um uh, the to, and they bowed and prayed to the god prayed they to made the god that neon god they made exactly well yep put Google Facebook social media yeah blah 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 in place of neon god uh, yep you know it's still a neon god hmm? it's still a neon god it's still a neon yeah. god it's 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 a piece of false construction by human hands. Like, exactly. This is not the stuff where you get your value. This is why I love doing these shows, why I love putting together these podcasts. I got to get to talk to people. Uh, you know, I'd love to do it face to face. My God, I can't wait for the studio. Oh, my God. But, you know, 
these 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 direct conversations you don't get to have that on social media it doesn't exist you know it's here's my opinion here's why i like it Uh, okay fine the the thing that that really distresses me about american post-secondary education in most places i can i can I can speak for it in a sort of global context because you and I never put up with it at Montco. I'm fairly certain you're not putting up with it at Villanova. I am putting up with it. Okay. I am putting up with it at Westchester. And I don't mean the leftist perspective. That's, that's sort of a given. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the methodology of the education, the methodology of of modern Mm post-secondary education. And they're starting to shove it in the lower grades now is here's a subject. I am the teacher. I know everything about it. Let me teach you everything I know. Now, take a position, defend it. That's it. Mm. That's the grand sum total of American education in the 21st century. I got a newsflash for every one of you out there. That's not education. Education is doing that and then flipping the tables, doing what they do in Orthodox Jewish day schools and yeshivot throughout the world. You take the opposing position, the one with which you disagree the strongest, and defend that. When you can do both of those things, come talk to me about how educated you really are. Mm-hmm. You know, that's education. That 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 reminds me of um, <clears throat> a professor I had in um, last spring. It was in computer ethics, and you know we had to. One of my papers, I think it was my final paper, um, and this is just around the time that um, the COVID uh, restrictions were, were going on. I wrote about disease surveillance and, uh, you know, how uh, certain uh, internet states, state um, global state actors were imposing really strict surveillance measures. Of course, China was like on top of the list. I mean, they right. got drones flying around with loudspeakers um, in, in UAE, United Arab Emirates. Um, they equip the, the, the police with helmets that can you have visors that you can look at people and you can see the temperatures. Just little things like that. Uh, OK, am I an alarmist? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But he he said to me, he says, you really he said, you really. Um, don't trust the government. I said, no, sir, I do not. Mm-hmm. He says, I could tell. He says, but, and, and he was quite the opposite. He kind of, he, he trusted what was going on, you know, as far as the, the state of Pennsylvania in their uh, disease mitigation. But oh. um, he says, because you were able to defend your position with acts and figures, he says, you got an A. See now that's that's a professor I can hang with. Oh, he, he and, this, and the same thing happened to me this semester is I, I did the same thing with a different topic, mm-hmm. you know, and I brought up, you know, the the contradictory mantra to the oh the never-ending Marxist bullcrap that just kept getting shoved at me and shoved at me and shoved at me one lesson after another. And I was like, okay, no, here's this topic from the direction that you're looking for, but here's the opposing side. Here's mm-hmm. the other view. Here's how this came together from this other perspective. And I got the I've written a lot of academic papers. It's the only paper ever. And I've, I still have the records to prove this. It's mm-hmm. the only paper is the one paper where I got a 100 out of 100. 
Mm. It's the only paper I've ever got a perfect score on because everybody's got the, you know, they got their little nitpicky thing or uh, you missed a grammar thing here or there. No, that's, those are educators I can respect Mm -hmm. because they'll, they'll look at it and go, it's not my personal perspective, but a, you fit the rubric and B, you know, you defended it. Well, you did the right thing. I mean, I've, I've come across a couple of really caring members of faculty at, um, at Villanova, that man being one, um, another one, um, I won't give his last name. His name is Steve. And he actually kind of opened up my eyes a little bit and kind of, and he, he said to me a few months ago before I went to Texas and before, you know, the election and all that stuff was getting ratcheted up. He said to me, he says, John, he says, you know, know, it's unfortunate. Everything is so polarized. It's either on the left or on the right. There's no civil middle ground. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a socialist. Yeah, there's no civil discourse. And, you know, I pondered that that thought, and I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. And ever since then, my life has been so much more peaceful. Again, keeping the head on the swivel. Yep, always keeping your head about. Yep. Speak when speak when I absolutely need to, and, and so like my like I was getting like chest pains and my gut was in a knot. You know, I, you know, getting into flame wars with people online. I'm like, like this is nonsense. Been there, yeah, Been there. It's nonsense. Yeah. So and it's um, not like you're gonna change the other person's opinion either. Mm. You know, especially when you get into a social media word battle, which is effectively all it is there's no way to influence somebody's other, you know, somebody else's opinion. It's just exactly. not going to happen. It's, you know, you're solid in your opinion, at least, or at least you damn well better be. I am. Uh, you know, and you're not going to change the other guy or mm-hmm. the other gal or whoever, you know? So why, you know, this, this is the realization I came to with the, the whole crackdown on parlor from Apple, Amazon, and Google mm-hmm. is I went, why? You know, I'll be on social media to, you know, to pipe up, you know, my personal stuff, you know, with the show and everything. Mm-hmm. But as far as the political dog fights, I'm, yeah, see, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yep. Count me out. I, I tap. I, I, again, out. like, and, and, and I'll reiterate what you said. I have my opinion. You have your opinion, not meaning you. Like somebody yeah, generic uh, yeah, on the generic. other side of the neon god, um, <laughs> um, and and it gave me so much peace when I came to the realization that you're not going to change my opinion, I'm not going to change your opinion. We may meet somewhere in the middle, but I'm not going to attempt to change your opinion because right, it's it's just not going to happen. No. And, and people are so dogmatic now. It's yeah in, in their thought processes. It's 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 unreal, man. And, it's, it's and, and the one place and the one place where we need fluidity, not in gender expression, but in thought and in spirituality, where we need to have a centered, a central core, a solid core. But the outsides need to ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. 
these people have it the exact opposite way around. They've got their outside so rigid and so impervious and so impenetrable. But when you finally do drill down far enough, there's no substance left. Mm-hmm. I think that's really like cultural. I think that's really the core between the conservative and the leftist bend of America. I really think that's our essential problem is we've built up an entire generation. Granted, it's not a, it's not a monolith. No, no such thing exists in, mm-hmm. in the human condition. But by and large, these young people have this hard, outer, rigid shell. But once you drill inside, there's very little in the way of substance. I, I know. don't know. It's like that tree that, um, that uh, my roommate had uh, cut down out in the backyard um, a few months ago. It turned out to be a hollow husk of just bark. <laughs> oh, it's still sprouting oh, those leaves. Are the worst. It, it was still sprouting leaves, but yeah, that's you, weird. You drill down, and, and there's nothing there. Nothing inside. There's, there's nothing there except moldy bread. <laughs> <laughs> bread and circuses. Are you not entertained? <laughs> oh my god! Like so much of the not so distant past is just returning. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing a lot of McCarthyism in what. Uh, and again, I, I'm I'm throwing the political gauntlet because I'm going to th- because that's what I do. Uh, but I saw a lot of like McCarthyism coming out of the Democratic Party, especially right at that moment on the 6th, you know, on January 6th. It's like, OK, have you now or ev- or have you ever been part of the party of the Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden that's a bad thing and we need to do the Stalin thing by wiping that out of American history. It makes you're a Nazi sympathizer. Like, right. Like, come on, man. Donald, I don't care whether you liked the guy or not. I didn't like the guy. I didn't even like the president that he became a lot. I like what he did. I like the fact that he got results in a lot of areas that I care about, including peace between Israel and three of its implacable enemies. Not one, three. You know how impossible that seemed just 10, five years ago? Mm -hmm. It's impossible. It couldn't happen, all the experts said. Wasn't going to happen. And this man got a negotiating team together, and he cracked cracked out not one, but three in the last six months of his presidency. I know. Who does that? No president since the founding of that country in 1948, not Truman, not Eisenhower, Nixon, Reagan, not even the quote unquote good conservative people dared breach that, Mm -hmm. broach that, wrong word, broach that. They didn't even think about it. It was two implacable enemies. Let them fight it out on their own. And of course, every Democrat's been two state, two state, two state. And I don't know about you, but I'm anti two state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I am, I am also, you know, um, when um, what is it the, the the Gaza Strip or the Golan Heights that the, the part of it was given up um, for the to the Palestinians, uh, you know, it was there was agriculture in place, you know, food production, and when they took it over, it, it became a disaster. You know, it, it's funny now. Um, now with the incoming administration, um, how everything's going to get reversed. It, it's, I, yeah, I, they're, I, and they're going to bring in, they're going to bring back the, the critical race crap. That's, that's going to become basically the law of the land. Now we, we are going to become the laughing stock of, of the world. 
we already are. It, it, you know, you saw you saw what the Mexican president is doing. We're talking about a leftist here. The no, Mexican well, president is cra- he's cracking down on Facebook and Twitter and demanding that under Mexican law they can't censor people of opposing political opinions. Angela Merkel, that leftist nut job from Germany, mm-hmm. said that cracking down on Trump was a bad idea and a and a and a something like a black mark or something like that on free speech across the globe. Mm. Not just the United States, humanity. Like yep. we are doing things that are so antithetical to the core of how we became a federated republic and why we became a federated republic that we're losing our ability to have an identity at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, dude. I hear you. Um, it's it's just my that soapbox. Yeah, I know. Let's get on <laughs> another one. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> oh my god huh anything else you want to talk about <laughs> um let me see uh, i don't know you think of something <laughs> me oh geez <sighs> did you read any good books while you're on your uh cross-country just, trip just textbooks bro <laughs> just oh oh that's a hurt piece well, yeah well, what I got to do, you know? Right, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, what was the last book I ever read? Yeah, give me give me the last good book you read. Hunting Eichmann. Or the... What? Hunting Eichmann. Oh, yeah. really? It was, it was about the uh, the mission to uh, to extract uh, Adolf Eichmann from, um, what was it? Um, Argentina. Argentina, yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, Adolf Eichmann is credited as the um, the mastermind of the Final Solution. Um, uh, he he was the guy who organized it all, and um, uh, under his uh, under his direction, six million uh, six million people uh, lost their lives. He was not, he was the number two to Himmler, who was the head of the SS. Yep. And um, what did, what did you what did you make of, of the, the way they constructed the story? I, lo- I love the detail, um, the, the just the, the intricate detail, the little things that they they were thinking about on how to get this guy back to Israel to be tried. Um, it was uh, and, and they didn't they didn't have um, they weren't like mean to the guy. You know, they just wanted to bring him back to face justice. Right. Um, so I, I, I like the way that the, the, the participants in the mission were tempered. And I like the details that they they exposed about the mission. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, the final goal was to get him back. And he 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 was brought back to Israel. And I think he was hanged. What? In like 61. I think it was the early sixties. I don't remember yeah. the exact year. Oh, um, yeah. And, and, and what, uh, and what the Israelis did was they, I think they cremated him and they scattered his ashes like outside, um, Israeli territorial waters because they didn't yeah. want his ashes coming back. No, no. 
So, yeah. so somebody, somebody like that, you want to blot out his name and his memory, not just his body. Exactly. You know, oh. n- now I know what I wanted to talk about. Um, the, yeah. this, you, you, you're familiar with that uh, memorial down in, in Philly, right on um, Ben Franklin Parkway, uh, Levy Plaza, the, the Holocaust Memorial. Yes. Yes, yeah. of course. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, actually, an amazing um, monument. Yeah. Anybody who has it, anybody who hasn't seen it, you, you need to go take the drive. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it, you know, it's park somewhere, take 10 minutes and just the, there's a story in that thing from from bottom to top. Yep. I actually was I was <clears throat> there at the dedication ceremony. Mm when they, when they, you know, it was uh, like six months after they fully erected it. Um, but I was there and it was, you talk about sobering for a young man. Very, that is a very, very sobering. Very sobering. Um, yeah. Have you been to the museum in DC? No. I'm, I'm uh, I got that. I got that treat twice. Mm. I was there twice. Once the year it opened and once as a high school senior, mm-hmm. I, uh, one of, one of my, I'm not even sure the guy is around anymore. A guy by the name of uh, Dennis Telfer was a history teacher at Norristown High School. Mm-hmm. Um, he was my history teacher. And he he said, and this was on his own dime. This was, he, he paid for it. The, the school district didn't pay for it. He paid for it. He paid <laughs> for his, his last class in 1997. And our class, because I guess we were just so engaged in whatever, he took both classes down to that museum for a full tour. And mm. You want to talk about an eye-opening experience? That's it's it's, it's horrifying, and, and and I now I'm, I'm probably going to sound like an alarmist to the average listener that's tuning in, but um, I can see it happening again. I'm I so mean, it I. happened in so it, can it, I. It, it happened in Cambodia. It happened in Rwanda. Uh, you know, like it's, all, it's, all this sad, it's the sad, but it's the sad repetition of history, even in Western civilization history. You take a look at Athens, mm-hmm. Athens, you know, started off warlike. OK, every country starts off that way. Then they developed this strict democratic system. And then that fell apart to a dictatorial monarchy. Mm-hmm. We're headed in the same direction, except now like a, a, a line out of a. Uh, what's become for me a very famous movie ab- about ironically the early the early uh, what I call the Patriot period, which is that 1770s block. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. The, the Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 yes, years old or something like that. There's yeah, a line in the beginning of that movie that will forever ring loud in the back of my head. Mel Gibson's character is standing in the middle of the South Carolina legislature, and he says, tell me, why would I trade one king 3,000 miles away for 3,000 kings one mile away? Wow. And we are living the end of the quote. An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're living that, which is it's sick. It's sad. And because we've got businesses now folding their interests into politics and somehow thinking they're going to make money that way instead of widening the net and taking the risks of free speech and and of free publication. I don't know. I I can't see a positive end game to that. No, no, there's not. Um, It. um, Oh. Um, you know, you talking about um, Mel Gibson and, and Patriot. I'm thinking, uh, what was his name? John Hurt. 
1984. Oh, another fantastic movie. You want to talk about about the 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 cheapness of language? Mm-hmm. News. We're living newspeak. Yes, we are. And that literally <laughs> like there's not even a change out of George Orwell's playbook. There is not, you know, um, it, 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 oh, and you asked me about what I've read. Now, that reminds me, I haven't read it in, in 20 years, but mm-hmm. I, I remember reading it when it when it first came out. It was a, it was a professor, an English professor, I think. I think it was an English professor at Rutgers University by the name of William Lutz. Um, that name sounds more than vaguely familiar. Like I've read pieces of his. Well, he wrote a book called, um, double speak. I've read the book. Oh, that's where it comes from. Wow. Yep. Wow. Um, Again, talk about following the playbook. How language is used to deceive people. Um, again, you know, you cheapen the currency of language. It, it takes on a whole different meaning. Um, it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> history repeats. Wow. And, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to go back to the, the, the uh, Holocaust Memorial, the yeah. Philly Holocaust Memorial for a second. Yeah. Um, I was there around this time last year. Um, cause my pictures came up in my memory on, on, on Facebook mm-hmm. and um, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was standing out there looking at this thing. And let me tell you two o'clock in the morning when the air is still and it's cold and like the only thing you have to worry about is the drunk. That's like a couple of blocks down the street. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it, it, it's a very, it's a very um, chilling thing to look at because you do you know the only definable figure in that whole sculpture is that kid yeah and that's on purpose yeah that's on purpose yeah uh, i i, I, I... Is, is all flames basically yeah you know um yeah. and i actually i i don't know if i ever sent you the picture um but i took a picture of of, of that kid and you know and, and i tweaked it and everything and you know, it's like the kids' eyes are as big as saucers. That's that's one of the things that struck me. Like, you know, he's looking. What's yeah. he looking at? Or he or she looking at? Uh, you, you know, impending doom. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If we're, we're, See, I don't and know. that's and that's that's the part that's bugging the real hell out of me is we are. We that are experience is essentially. Ch- uh, not, I don't mean this literally, uh, but figuratively, we're killing our children. Mm-hmm. We're killing their minds. We're killing their soul, especially. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to convince them that as long as somebody else is doing for them, they don't have to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. And what kid isn't going to jump at that chance? Mm. They're all going to jump at that chance, you know? You know, and it's it's sick. It's sad. It's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. Maybe you and I are like that, and people of our ilk. I don't even know if that's the right word, but <clears throat> I I kind of see myself as that child uh, in, in that sculpture. In that, I can't believe what's happened. I, I mean, 
I can because it's happening, but it's so it's right. So but the, but you're wild that right. Like all you can do is look at it with eyes as big, big as saucers. Fuck. Yep. No, you're you're a hundred percent right. Your your eyes are full of this fearful wonder, and, and you're like, I I know what's happening, but the incomprehensibility that it's happening. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so heartbreaking. Again, history is cyclical. That's the sad. That is the, that is a sad but true mantra of human society. Yep, history is sad cyclical. but true, and um, we're re, we're reliving. Uh, I think we're at the genesis or the, the the beginning of three or four generations ago. We are there again, um, and I'm not trying to sound like an alarmist. I, it's just my opinion. Yeah, but based on my study of history. What but I've but here but again here here's the thing here's the thing humans can and I'm 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 gonna throw all all you leftists under the bus because by and large you follow this mantra you are exactly like animals you take your emotions and you dominate it over your intellect you John are doing the diametric opposite you're taking your intellect and you're dominating over your emotions you're looking at the facts you're looking at the situations you're looking at the way our current history is an exact mirror of what has already happened mm -hmm. the only difference that we're, we've done is we've changed the nameplates exactly take away Nazi and Jew and insert uh, leftist and conservative, and you've got exactly the same dynamic no, let, without let, exception. Let's dial that back, bro. Leftist or Democrat, and if you're conservative, you're you're a right winger. And, and yeah. of course, you know, right winger is just an echo away from Nazi. <laughs> right. Or you're a Trump supporter, like that's some sort yeah. of now some sort of acid pour, that bro. you pour on your skin. Exactly. I there was one thing I did not. There's a couple of things. He's very bombastic. All right, that's his personality. Whatever. Right. I never liked his usage of Twitter. Um, oh God, no. Who? who I never did? liked it. But I, I, I'm I, a Trump supporter. I am a Trump supporter. I hated <laughs> the fact that every single thing that went against him, he had to tweet about. Exactly. Like there, there, there is such a thing, and you've been you've been in the Navy, so you know you know the hierarchical structure there, where there are certain things you can't be told. Silence has to happen in certain frames. You can't be told certain things. They have to stay secure mm -hmm. in order for people to survive. In this case, it, it's political survival. Mm -hmm. And what happened? He he committed political suicide. Yep. Because he couldn't shut his mouth. And. and I mean, I understood why he did it. I do too. I get it. He's, he's trying to man. pull back the veil, but for God's sake, sometimes you, and it's like his, his, um, his, ah, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His debate with, uh, Joe Biden. He couldn't shut up long enough to give Joe Biden enough rope to hang himself with, mm. preferably speaking. You know, he, <laughs> if he would have just shut the hell up for, Two minutes. You, you it would have been what? enough. <laughs> you want to talk about something prophetic? Um, the clash. <laughs> now I'm really changing gears here. Um, 
the clash released an album called give them enough rope <laughs> yep i'm telling you bro that doesn't surprise me um yeah it's uh, it's funny how everything <laughs> it, mostly everything in life reminds me of music so <laughs> indulge me when well <laughs> when uh, i go in that direction music is the expression of the soul it is it is yeah. music is the expression of the soul it is so you know um yeah it, it's um it's a wild ride you know <clears throat> i wanted to talk about texas for a little bit and yeah you, sure you want you want to take a, a little trip down to texas <laughs> let's do it all right well um so the second time i went down to texas right um nashville is my halfway point and um I, you know, I, I invariably I get there like 1230, one o'clock in the morning, and then I'm up again at like nine and I'm on, on the road by 10. So when I, when I left the hotel, I, there was one place I wanted to visit in Nashville and there's a place called the Drake motel. And it was mm -hmm. where big country filmed a video, um, for a song called fragile thing. And, um, you know, Stuart Adamson, God rest his soul, um, was uh, he, he had he was he filmed the video there i was like outside the room where you, you know in the video you could see the sign for the hotel it's just weird to be it, it was it was almost it's very sad because you could you could feel like his spirit there um and for people who listen to to my show um you know i'm a big a really huge big country fan um you know you could, i could feel his spirit there and he they actually did a song your spirit to me now <laughs> yeah john wayne's dream or driving to damascus i think was the they had two titles one for uk one for for um the states but yeah i i got to go there and then um you know i get on the road and um i think i made dallas by like 10 o'clock that night you know, wow. so yeah, it, it's a 20, 21 hour drive with a couple of splashes and dashes and, um, you know, just, just being able to drive, you know, I could have flown and I could have rented a car, but like, where's the adventure in that? There's the only no adventure, adventure you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I get, you know, I was able to get my ideas for shows and, and just like, you know, um just to observe you know see the country and wow. it was it was great yeah i i, I had a lot of fun man uh, uh, and i miss it i'm looking to go back um but uh i have to yeah uh, scratch i was no, true I did, ain't that true i did get a couple of scholarships that may be able to enable me to do that um i'm not holding i was supposed to go do a semester abroad um last semester and this right. semester and because of covid um everything fell apart um i was supposed to go to university college of dublin in ireland and um yeah and covid sort of threw yeah, a curve on that and, and yeah. ireland is experiencing like the highest per capita case rate in the world i think oh wow yeah so they're on oh, like, that's gross you lockdown you can't travel more than five kilometers from your house mm -hmm. Uh, unless you're essential worker and whatnot. And I'm like, and, and as much like I was supposed to go last spring because the, the VA, um, I'm in a program that the VA, um, they call it retraining. 
because of my PTSD, I lost my job and everything. Um, so I found out about this program and they basically pay for me to get retrained or go to school. And um, it took a lot of uh, wrangling to um, get my counselor at the VA to understand that it wasn't going to cost them any money whatsoever. Um, I would still be working towards the goal of getting my degree. So that was in January of uh, like, or December of 19, I think. Um, and they say, okay, yeah, you can go. And I'm like, well, now I can't, man. I like, right. Just from a, from a logistics standpoint, it was just impossible. It wasn't going to so, happen. Uh, yeah. I was really pissed about that. And, and then, um, then the summer came and they said, you know, I knew that wasn't happening. I was a little disappointed when the fall came and it wasn't going on, but I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, maybe there's a reason I'm not able to go. Right. You know, maybe, right. maybe God's saying not now, uh, or, um, it's like the know. moldy bread situation. The, you see the mold, but maybe there's something better hiding underneath. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe by the fall of this year, who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm itching to get back uh, back to some some place, like th this being cooped up and, and and trying to learn online and not you know not having any face to face interaction is it's really really taking its toll. I can yeah. understand why little kids just they have no patience for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, which is weird because you know you throw an iPhone in front of a kid, you pull up a game, they'll play for twelve hours. Yep. do anything else and five minutes the the thing is is off it's buried somewhere but i get it i get it the mind gets so fatigued yeah it's um i mean i i love face to face uh i tell people who who want to engage me in, in conversation i said do not text me because i will not answer you i hate texting um and, and it happened again a friend of mine uh -oh. down in texas he he almost exclusively reaches out to me on text text message no having a long time no speak like yeah dude well it, there's a thing called a keypad that yeah exactly phone and, dial and, and actually Here. dial my Fuck. number instead of texting me <laughs> um i'm like why oh man uh, you, you know at some point there's give and take in every relationship right. and, and friendships. And at some point you got to give a little, that's and right. Say God, that's right. You know what? Even in friendships, you, you gotta, if you're constantly taking, you got to learn how to give once in a while. Well, if, if you're and vice versa, it's not a friendship then. <laughs> well, no, you got a point. Exactly. Very good point. And, and, Very and good. I'm like, you know, I, I, I've told this guy repeatedly, I hate texting. I don't like texting. Do not text me. So call me, leave a voicemail. And when I can, I will call you. Uh, and and I, I just don't understand people sometimes, you know, again, that goes back to the face to face and, and, right. and, and, and engaging in conversations because texting to me is, is like a, a shield where it, and it absolves you from whatever social sins that may occur in the exchange it is 
it is a shield. Even this, even even though you and I can see each other mm-hmm. via the and hear each other via the auspices of a microphone and a camera and a computer mm-hmm. and an internet connection, that's a lot of shields, as you as you put it. That's exactly. a lot of shields between you and I. I and <clears throat> there's that there's that human need, even introverts. And I discussed this with uh, Montgo English professor uh, Mark Schuster mm-hmm. uh, months ago, uh, and I said to him, you know. Even introverts, we're realizing even introverts like me need to see somebody to shake their hand once in a while to be in their airspace. Exactly. Well, dude, we just, uh, it just has to happen. You, you know, it says in, in the book of Genesis, it says is it's not good for man to be alone. To be alone. Now, of course, and I don't, I don't, in that context, it's talking about, yeah, you know, a man, a man and a woman, wife, but. But, but still, just generically speaking, no, that's still true. It, it that's is still very true. It is the, the, the sort of buddy syndrome that men develop, and and the the whatever women do. I'm not obviously I'm not a woman, so I have no idea what they call it. But that even that connect connective connect whatever that closeness, yeah, needs to happen once in a while. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. You can't be cooped up in a house and ugh, just it doesn't work. No, it ugh. doesn't. Uh, I, I'd be curious to, you know, know what the um, uh, the death, the death rate from, say, things like obesity uh, have been in the last couple in the last year or from child abuse or well, from that... or from, oh. uh, you know, drug usage, alcoholism. Oh, that. Though those last two, they've already confirmed those numbers have doubled over 2019, you know, and all of this to protect us, yes, from an inc- incurable virus. But you want to talk about numbers, there are double the number of people that die from secondhand cigarette smoke than have died from COVID 19 mm. in the United States. Square your head around that number. And justify the locked up the lockdowns by that. Justify the draconian measures, the business shutdowns. Justify all of that based off of that tiny little tidbit. And we don't talk about secondhand smoke. We don't talk about banning cigarettes. We don't talk about any of it. We don't even talk about enforcing the existing laws of don't smoke here, don't smoke there. Mm -hmm. Like I take SEPTA to go back and forth to work. Every single station I'm at, do you know how many people violate these big ass three foot signs that say no smoking? Mm. Half the people on the platform. Well, I I, I, stop. I've only been on Scepter once. (laughs) Oh, God. God love you. I've had the misfortune of having needed to take it for more than two decades. (sighs) Something's got to change. Uh, Um. (laughs) God almighty. Yeah, it's um hmm. it's uh, I, th- I think I kind of lost my thought there for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. John, this has been a fun, fun, fun. It's actually close to 90 minutes now. But this is well, fun. Have, you're gonna have to do some serious uh chopping there. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, no. There's gonna be a one hour block going up on Montco Radio, and there's gonna be a blurb at that end of that one hour block for people to subscribe to DaveAstonMedia.com slash small guy pod. Subscribe to the podcast to hear the entire conversation. Uh, because th- this was this was great. 
Yeah, I, I love it. It was fascinating. Yeah. I loved hearing about your your trip to Texas. <sighs> yeah, it's, uh, it's and it's I, I I miss discussions like this. I have right. I, I occasionally have discussions with my friend in Ireland, um, the guy who was you know a veteran, um, and you know mainly it's just me listening to his exploits. This guy has been in every asshole on the planet. I mean, from the Lebanon to Cyprus to Somalia wow. to Chad, Eritrea. He's been everywhere. And again, I'm not going to mention his name, right. um, but, um, you know, it's just me like in awe of him. But then he, 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 he listens to me. And I said, bro, I said, you know, my head's getting a little squirrely. Can I talk? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no worries, man. And, and then I, I, lo I love how we always end our conversations and it's strength and honor, brother. Right. You know, and we need strong, that. We need that now more than ever. I know. We need that now more it, than it, ever. It, it, you know, it, it may sound facetious to, to the casual observer or listener, um, but you know, for veterans and, and maybe for you know people of our age and mindset, um, yeah, you know, there's a there's no moral strength and there's no moral honor in in, in this country anymore. If it if it is. It's inside that piece of moldy bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but dude, and to have a great, man. And to have somebody so be a, a you're welcome, and to have somebody be a cultural Jonas Salk. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's why I do this show because who knows? It might be me. It might be you. It might be somebody else that we talk to. Mm -hmm. But something's got to give. Yes, it does. Give. Yes, it does. John. This has been great. Thank My you brother. so much. Talk, I hope to talk to you mother. soon. <laughs> All right. Shalom, my brother. All right. Be well, John. You Take too. care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.